I know for a fact that he's poisoned his own people. He doesn't believe in the worth of each individual. We must do everything we possibly can to stop the terror. Now watch this drive. Is it working now? That was weird. Everything just crashed suddenly. Hmm. I'm on to you, Bush. Monitoring my fucking garbage-ass show that nobody listens to. I'm, I'm on to you, bitch. Anyway, Clint's email habits look positively transparent. When compared to the subpoena-dodging, email-hiding, private server using George W. Bush... What about the Steele dossier and the Sussman server? Watch your name calling, bitch. Anyway, I was watching Breaking Bad lately. That's why that word's in my mind so much. Between 2003, or server using George W. Bush administration, between 2003 and 2009, the Bush White House lost, quotations, lost, 22 million emails. This correspondence included millions of emails written during the darkest period in Americans, America's recent history when the Bush administration was ginning up support. I almost said grinning. When the, when the Bush administration was ginning up support for what turned out to be a disastrous war in Iraq with false claims that the country possessed weapons of mass destructions, WMD, and later, when it was firing U.S. attorneys and pol for political reasons like Clinton, the Bush White House used a private email server. It was owned. It was owned by Republican National Committee, and the Bush administration failed to store its emails as required by law, and then refused to comply with a congressional subpoena seeking some of those emails. Quote. It's about as amazing, it's about as amazing a double standard as you can get. There should have been a comment there, but there wasn't. Says Eric Bolhart, who works with the pro-Clinton group Media Matters. Woo, Newsweek, you're just going to admit Media Matters is a pro-Clinton group? It's kind of ballsy, actually. That's actually kind of ballsy. I don't know if they realize that or not. That's actually, hmm. Interesting. I mean, you're completely right, but I don't know, man. People got killed for less being around Hillary. Off topic. Seeking some of those emails, it's about as an amazing of a double standard as you can get, says Eric Bobert, who works for a pro Quote If you look at the Bush emails, he was sitting, he was a sitting president, and 95% of his chief advisor's emails were on a private email system set up. By the RNC. Imagine if for the last year and a half we had been talking about Hillary Clinton's emails set up on a private DNC server. Why not talk about both? You have to, like, we can't do both. We can totally do both. 
Most troubling. Research. Why are they both holding onto the bitch handles? Hmm? What's. What's. What's with that? Most troubling. Researchers found a suspicious pattern in White House email system blackouts, including periods when there were no emails available from the office of the Vice President Dick Cheney. Quote, that the Vice President's office, widely characterized as the most powerful Vice President in history, should have more archived emails in its account for scores of days, especially days when the server... <clears throat> Sorry, especially days when there were discussions of whether to invade Iraq. <laughs> Give me one second, please. Uh, Begeared the imagination, says Thomas Blayton, director of the Washington-based National Security Archive, the NSA. Not to be confused with the National Security Agency, also known as the NSA. The Federal Surveillance Organization is a non-profit devoted to obtaining and declassifying national security documents and is one of the key players in the effort to recover the supposedly lost Bush, House, Bush White House emails. The media paid some attention to the Bush email the Bush email chicanery, but spent considerably less ink and airtime than has been devoted to the Clinton's digital communications in the past 18 months. Do both. According to the Boston social media analytics firm Crimson Hexagon, what a cringy fucking name. It's just as bad as having a username like XXX Seth Rothness number one fan XXX to exclamation point X. You can tell which era of the internet I'm from. Which ran a study for Newsweek. There have been 560,397 articles mentioning Clinton's emails between March 2015 and September 1st, 2016. In 1978, Congress passed the Presidential Records Act, PRA, which mandated all presidential and vice presidential records created after January 20th, 1981. <coughs> oh, weird be preserved, and that the public, not the president, own the record. The following year, the Reagan administration installed the White House's rudimentary first email system. Despite the PRA, neither the Reagan nor the H.W. Bush administration maintained email records. Even as the number of White House emails began to grow exponentially, the Bush administration would produce around 200 million. In 1989, the federal lawsuit, <clears throat> a federal lawsuit to force the White House to comply with the PRA was filed by several groups, including the National Security Archive, which at the time was mostly interested in, in unearthing the secret history of the Cold War. The suit sparked a last-minute court order issued in the waning hours of the first Bush presidency that prevented 6,000 White House email backup tapes from being erased. You fucked up spelling erased. When Bill Clinton moved into the White House, his lawyers supported the elder Bush in his efforts to uphold the side, a side deal he'd cut with the National Archives and Records Administration to allow him to treat his White House emails as personal 
Dirty Dealings, The Big Club. You ain't in it, and it's the same club they fuck you in the ass with. A wise man named George Carlin. At the time, George Stephanopoulos. Make sure. Yep. At the time, George Stephanopoulos, then White House Communications Director, defended the resistance, saying his boss, like Bush, didn't want subsequent and potentially unfriendly administ- administrations rooting around in old emails. Well, let's just use a Bush talking point. If you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to hide. Right, Bush? Wasn't that your thing? Right? Don't ask, don't tell, and if you have nothing to hide, you don't have anything to fear when you get searched. Mm. The Clinton White House eventually settled the suit, and White House aide John Podesta, ugh. Now Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman even invited members of the National Security Archive into the White House to demonstrate how the new system worked. If anyone tried to delete an email, a message would pop up on the screen indicating that to do so would be violating the PRA, which means it would violate a federal law. Quote, We were happy with that, recalls Blanton, who edited a book on the Reagan-Bush email evasion. White House email, the top secret messages the Reagan-Bush White House tried to destroy. Eight years later, in 2003, a whistleblower told the National Security Archive that the George W. Bush White House was no longer saving its emails. The Archive and another watchdog group, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, in Washington, which had represented out, uh, sorry, represented outed CIA agent Valeri Plame in her case against the Bush administration refilled their original lawsuit, refiled their original lawsuits. My apologies. <laughs> the plaintiffs soon discovered that Bush aides had simply shut down the Clinton automatic email archive, and they identified the start date of the lost emails as January 1st, 2003. The White House claimed it had switched to new servers and in the process was unable to maintain an archive, a claim that many found dubious. Anything these fucks say is dubious. Bush administration emails could have aided a special prosecutor's investigation into a White House effort to discredit a diplomat who disagreed with the administration's fabricated Iraq Iraq WMD evidence. Never forget, the Times lied about that. The Times lied because the Bush administration fed them propaganda and told them to run this narrative. Operation Mockingbird never ended. It was rebranded and continues as something not known currently. Sorry, it's expanded. Absolutely still a thing. Immunity evidence by ousting his CIA agent wife, Plame, Special Prosecutor Patrick Fitzgerald, who was brought in to investigate that case, said in 2006 that he believed some potentially relevant emails sent by aides in Cheney's office were in the administration's system, but he couldn't get them. The supposedly lost emails also prevented Congress from fully investigating in 2007 a potentially motivated firing of nine U.S. attorneys. When the Democrat-led Senate Judiciary Committee subpoenaed related emails of Bush's Attorney General, Alberto Gonzalez, I believe he's now working in Texas somewhere, 
said many were inaccessible or lost on non-governable private servers run by the RNC. Why does a non-government group have access or ownership of government-related communications? Red flag right there. Called GWB43 or George W. Bush 43rd President.com. Actually, I'll leave a link to that in the bio, actually. Boop. The White House, meanwhile, officially refused to comply with congressional subpoenas. Senate Judiciary Chairman Patrick Leahy, a Democrat from Vermont, called the president's actions Nixonian, Nixonian stonewalling. Well, the interesting thing about the whole uh, Watergate thing that got rid of Nixon is the Watergate thing was a cover-up for a much bigger government operation. Uh, actually, Nixon had no idea that homies were in the building collecting shit. And in order to my understanding of what I read, to not rip the country apart, Nixon took the hit. Now, I don't know if that's true. Nixon took us off the gold standard like a fucking idiot. So I really don't know. That could just be things that are thrown around and whatnot. Different president, not for my time. I just deal with the consequences of his shit generations later. And at one point took the floor in exasperation and shouted, quote, they say they have not been preserved. I don't believe that. His House uh, counterpart, Judiciary Chairman John Connors, a Democrat from Michigan, pussy ass bitch, said Bush's assertions of executive privilege was unprecedented and displayed a, quote, an appalling disregard for the right of the people to know what's going on in their government, just like Donald Trump's executive uh, privilege uh, something. In court, in May 2008, administrative lawyers ow, contended that the White House had lost three months' worth of email backups from initial days of the Iraq War. Bush aides thus evaded a court-ordered deadline to describe the contents of the digital backup believed to contain emails deleted in 2003 between March when the U.S. invaded Iraq and September they also refused to give the NSA nonprofit any relating any emails relating to the Iraqi war despite Iraq war despite the PRA blaming a system upgrade that had been that had deleted up to 5 million emails the plaintiffs eventually contended that the Bush administration knew about the problem in 2005 but did nothing to fix it. Eventually, the Bush White House admitted it lost 22 million emails, not 5 million emails. That's a big fucking difference, my guy. Then in December 2009, well into Barack Obama's administration, the White House said it found 22 million emails dated between 2003 and 2005 that it claimed had been mislabeled. Oh, that catch was given to the National Archives and it and other uh, plaintiffs agreed on December 14th, 2009 to settle their lawsuit, but the emails have not yet been made available to the public, of course. When Bush dies, give it five years and then they'll be out. Maybe after Obama passes away too, they'll be out. Maybe Biden, but let's face it, Obama and Bush are going to both outlive Joe Biden. It's just, it's just going to happen. 
And that's the interesting thing, you know? Not since Reagan have I really lived through a, a president passing away that actually uh, the whole country had a reaction to. Nixon died when I was a kid, but a lot of the country didn't really react to that. They were like, oh, okay, neat. Uh, but when, when, when Reagan died, it was like a multi-day thing. You know, that I kind of clipped that kid crying at the casket. Don't know who that kid was, but, you know, whatever. Joe Biden is in such bad health, man. He's going to pass on before any of these former presidents like Bush or or Obama or, or Trump. And honestly, it's not kind of weird to say, but if Trump doesn't get, you know, McAfee'd or uh, RFK'd, I, I honestly think he might outlive the other ones, too. Might sound a little weird, but he's not. he doesn't drink. He's a lot of fast food, but, you know, he doesn't drink, doesn't do any drugs, mostly drinks water doesn't even like alcohol i don't know man. the other two presidents love that shit i'm not wishing anything on anybody i'm just making a thought here but yeah when that happens it's gonna be interesting seeing the uh, nation's reaction to that hmm because when bush passes away i don't really think many people are going to care that much uh obama trump and biden are gonna be the three presidents that when they pass away there will be a national reaction to it I just don't think uh, I don't think Bush is really going to matter that much in the grand scheme of things. He's not really looked at fondly by either side. There's a lot of older Republicans that really like him for some stupid fucking reason, but you know I think they're here or there. But let's get into this. The Senate Judiciary Committee was operate was operating on a different track, but having no more luck in a bipartisan vote in 2008, the committee found uh, White House aides Carl Rove and Joshua Bolton, Michael Bolton's kid in contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with subpoenas in the investigation of the fired U.S. attorneys. The penalties for contempt are fines and possibly jail time, but no punishment was ever handed down because a D.C. federal appeals court, of course, stayed the Senate's ruling in October 2008. While the White House appealed, Rove's lawyer's claim, uh, Rove's lawyer claimed, Rove did not quote intentionally delete any emails but was only conducting quote the type of routine deletions people make to keep their inboxes orderly according to the ap but then by then obama was weeks away from winning the election so the bush administration basically ran out the clock and neither the obama administration nor the senate committee pursued the matter the committee's final report on the matter was blunt quote this subversion of the justice system has included lying, misleading, stonewalling, and ignoring the Congress in our attempts to find out precisely what happened. The reasons given for these firings were contrived as part of a cover-up. And the stonewalling by the White House is part and parcel of that same effort. At the time, some journalists and editorialists compare, complained about the lack of transparency of the White, on the White House's part. How about the lack of effort from Congress and Senate to do anything about this? They just kind of sat back, it sounds like. But the Washington Post, in an editorial, accepted the White House's explanation that the emails could have been lost due to a flawed IT system. Mm, he just accepted that democracy dies in plain sight the mystery of what was in the missing bush emails and why they went missing is still years away from being solved if ever the national archives now 
has 220 million emails from the Bush White House, and there is a long backlog of Freedom of Information Act requests already, but not all of the emails will be available to the public until 2021, when the presidential security restrictions elapse. Even then, with currently available... By the way, it's not out. It, it didn't get declassified. I hate to tell you. It's one of the many things that the Biden administration has suppressed. Also, Trump uh, was had everything ready to release the JFK files, and then Bush or uh, and then uh, Biden had them suppressed and had the date for release pushed back like twenty years or some insane shit. It's like motherfucker. <clears throat> when that comes out, man, I'm looking forward to watching the reactions to it. The mystery of what was in the missing Bush emails and why. It went missing is still years away from being solved, if ever. Wait, did I read that part? Unable in public until 2021. When the presidential security restrictions elapse. Even then, with currently available archiving and sorting methods, researchers still have years of work to figure out whether Cheney deleted days worth of emails around the time of the WMD propaganda campaign that led to the war, Blanton says. Quote, to your question of what <clears throat> pardon me to your question of what's in there we don't know he said quote there was not a commitment at the top of saving it at all at the top for saving it at all now was that resistance motivated by political reasons or was it we gotta save money what was there a cost to save emails in your warehouse? Boop. Uh, that's, a, that's a good thumbnail for this. Like Leahy, Blanton has doubts that the emails were ever truly lost. Given, well, murderers always keep, the, keep a memento, you know? Given that early emails existed in two places with the sender and with the recipient. But unlike the Watchdog Group Judicial Watch, which has been relentless about forcing the State Department to publicly release Hillary Clinton's emails, Blanton and his fellow researchers have declined, have decided not to press their fight for the release of the Bush emails. Convenient. Blanton. Let me just get rid of this here. Blanton says he has no idea whether the Bush email records will be found intact after 2021, when his group will be allowed to do a systematic search and recovery process in the National Archives. Quote, Did they find all of them? We don't know, he says. Quote, Our hope is that by the time the government and the National Archives will have much better technology and tools with which to sift and sort that kind of volume. No, but they will give uh, Lizzo James Madison's ever before played flute and completely ruin it. Fat bitch. And Lizzo was also there. Blanton says he's not expecting that kind of upgrade, though. Quote, Duh. Their entire budget is less than the cost of a single Marine One. How you lying fucker. Of a single Marine One helicopter. He says, quote, it's an underfunded orphan. Meanwhile, the episode that has 
been nearly forgotten by almost everyone but the litigants a source involved with the stymied congressional investigation recalled the period as an intense time but the obama administration didn't encourage any follow-up devoting its political capital to dealing with the crashing economy rather than investigating the murky de- the murky doings that took place under his perce- under his predecessor since then no major media outlets has devoted significant or really any resources to obtaining the emails or finding out what was in them or what exactly the Bush administration was doing hiding or losing the emails yeah so uh dear republicans clean your own fucking house for a change go after cheney go after bush go after romney completely exhume john mccain and put his ass on trial for war crimes dig 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 up the criminal now that was a cringy version of his song but not as cringy as the version he did where he was like bomb 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 iran you know mccain it's okay, we got Dan Crenshaw to fill in the the power vacuum in our hearts that McCain left when he finally croaked and went back to hell where that bloodthirsty fuck belongs. Personally, I prefer my uh, Vietnam uh, war heroes. Uh, you know, well, he wasn't a hero. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's the type of person that Jane Fonda was right about. That being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to throw in a little clip at the end. Uh, yeah, that being said, I'm going to talk to you guys later. Peace. On the morning of September 11th, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th, 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbored them and the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap that a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site if you can believe that but for some reason a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history that investigation was delayed underfunded set up to fail a conflict of interest and a cover-up from start to finish It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. 
It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on Able Danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her and her and her and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of the incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is strength. This call will be monitored and recorded for quality assurance. Thank you for calling the federal government. For English, press 1. Para Español, oprima número 2. You have one minute remaining, or we'll gladly contact you again.